Link 58, Rowley, recorded in mono. Inspiration. Okay, welcome to Rowley, Alberta. This is our third installment of our Ghost uh, Town Tour. I'm Reese Seven. I've been having a great day with friends. We've been going all over southern Alberta just looking at old ghost towns and kind of what they're all about. Like I said at the end of last the last podcast recording, I've been to Rowley before. I, I always call it Rowley. Uh, but I feel like it might be Rowley based off of how it's spelled R-O-W-L-E-Y. Anyway, when you pull up to Rowley, it is just north of Drumheller. It, and not very far. You kind of come out of the valley and the hoodoos there and, uh, head west. Once you get there, you'll see it kind of as you off the highway you'll kind of see it in the background it's not very large it's about maybe two two square blocks in total it's interesting so the backstory behind this place is it used to be a little town and it had gone into disrepair and no one was living there and a group of farmers would often kind of congregate in this location to have drinks and while they were there, they decided that it would be kind of exciting to restore and just breathe a little bit of life into this place. When I was here, so I was here about 10 years ago, and I literally was the only person that was here. That was it. Uh, it was my friend Victoria and I, we had pulled up. I was just looking for a road trip. She wanted to go and search ghost towns as well. I brought my camera because I love doing photography. It was it was a great day, again, just going around and, and doing photography and, and seeing what was around um, us in Alberta. We were the only people. It was, it was almost eerie because these buildings, some of them are somewhat restored and they've got mannequins in the windows. So you felt like you could be watched at any time. And we, we may very well have been watched because we just couldn't fully tell. Well, today, what a surprise. I show up here and I I can't believe how many people are here. So like the last podcast, I ended up going around, kind of checking everything out. And now I'm just kind of doing my captain's log at the end of the adventure on what had happened. So... I, we arrive here and I can't get over how many vehicles are parked around here. There, there are, they've got areas of the road blocked off. They've got cars parked down the road and there's people everywhere. And there happens to be a concert today. We're not staying for the concert. We just wanted to kind of meet up, 
go for a tour around here, have a couple of drinks, and then uh, continue on our way back home because this will be the last installment of our Ghost Town Tour adventure for the 2022 season. Now, it it was kind of kind of cool because when we get there, uh, we discovered that they were giving tours and I had not had a tour before. So this is all new. We head to the main city area or the town hall area and they're busy cooking hot dogs for everyone. And it's, it's just what it, what it is. And we asked if there was someone available to give a tour and this middle-aged lady very excitedly goes, Oh, absolutely. We love giving tours. I will go and get someone for you. So she flags down this young guy and the, the, you can tell the kid's local. He's from there for sure. But this is, it, this was an area where you really have to re- recognize that if you are doing a job, especially a tourism job, and you're going to talk about a ghost town, you probably want to know a little bit more about it than it's your summer job to like open up doors, let people walk in and then close the door. While we go on this tour, he lets us know that um, there was um, some movies filmed there. And that's kind of what really set things off was there were, they kind of set it up in a way that there was these old, movies that used it as sets so what you see on the outside of the building doesn't actually reflect what the building was intended for so the first building on your right when you come into the actual town township is the the funeral home now they've got it on the outside of the building that it's the funeral home but it's actually not a funeral home on the inside you go in and it's a barbershop slash um uh billiard hall so a very contrasting uh, juxtaposition on buildings on what they were used for in film and compared to what they were actually supposed to be in in reality. The old house, as you come in, it's off to the left. There's an old house and the old house used to be used at one point in time for uh, a home, then a hotel and then a hospital. And since then, someone has bought the place. They were, I think they were trying to restore it or wanting to restore it. And they, they're not able to, it's now condemned. So no one's allowed in there. It's kind of just sitting there in a state of disrepair. Like you can start to see that the earth is calling it back to, uh, the land, but it's still a beautiful structure. When you go further down, they've got uh, other buildings that have been erected, like the general store, that actually weren't original to that place. Um, They did it just because they needed to have it as a movie set. So this is one of these bizarre contrasting ghost towns that have been repurposed as a set by the growing uh, film industry here in Alberta. I think it's still cool. I... It, even though I'm a bit of a purist, I still think it's pretty exciting that we have that um, investment happening and you have these little treasures that you get to go and check out. I love the fact that it breaks the monotony of the everyday. It's some, it's a bit of imagination. It's a bit of inspiration in, and break of the uh, everyday into something special. So we show up... Uh, a little further down we kind of check everything out and 
at the far end there's a railway station that it's it's incredible how small the living quarters were and at that point in time that someone would have been living in that home on the railway station so that any time of the night when the uh train come came through they would be there to take off luggage or send people on their way someone always resided there what a stark contrast to the world we live in now all these places that we have their shift work no one resides there we can go home to our own homes we have that luxury of comfort like but these these settlers these original people to the land really had to be there 24 7 they were fully committed to whatever role or responsibility they had there'd be long periods of time where there'd be nothing and then they when they had to do something it could have been at any time of the night or day um, I find that really fascinating. It, it's funny uh, listening to the kids come through there and not knowing what the majority of the things are for. It's been all of this technology, all this old technology has been so farly advanced or removed from our everyday that that part of history is almost lost now. We then proceeded over to the schoolhouse and it was a one room school home i remember my mom always telling me that when she first went to school her and my uncle they were always at a one room school and since i used to be a teacher years ago i've got a fond spot for these one room schools with my mom's stories and then uh reading some books and it was amazing that the teacher that was assigned to those schools lived by themselves they weren't they weren't to be married they often lived in the back of the schoolhouse if they were lucky this was one of those really nice school houses where the teacher would have been able to like reside in the back quarters of the school so a bit of comfort where others where my mom had gone to school the teacher actually ended up residing in the basement and the basement was a dirt basement so she would tell me that oftentimes the teachers would have to there would be mice from the fields and not ideal conditions now we would we would not allow anything like that to happen but it's amazing what our forefathers did for this country to make it happen to make it so we had a platform to build from um anyway we go into this one room school and i think wow like you've got 30 children from grade one to grade 12 and they're all here how do you diversify your lesson plan on on something like that what i think is remarkable is you would as the children got older they started acting as assistants to the teacher so they were not only showing that they understood what the concept was but they had to show that they were a master of it by helping teach the younger kids what the content was i actually think it's a system that is tried and true and we we've lost out on we've got all this other technology we can do other things but to be able to teach someone something that shows you've mastered that and that's more valuable than a, a grade a percentage or a letter grade whatever you're assigned on on the assignment or the the exam to be able to teach someone ultimately shows that you truly have mastered that information that concept that skill
Um, I dig, I digress. Anyway, back to this, uh, ghost town in behind the one room school, they've rally here has converted the entire back, uh, section of the town site as a campground. So if you want to spend a weekend or a few days during the summer, uh, in a ghost town, Hey, come to rally. It's, uh, looks like it's kind of a hustling, bustling ghost town. <laughs> I don't know if there's... I hope there's no zombies here while we're uh, wandering around. Some of the old, there's an old barn here that's in disrepair. It's the center of it's kind of collapsing in on itself, but it's beautiful. It's to see something like this. There's still a beauty even in, in the state of disrepair. Um, I spent a good hour just walking around taking photos. It's a great place to take photos. Uh, we decided to meet back at Sam's and that's kind of the watering hole there. And they've converted this uh, place into like a bit of a saloon, more of a saloon than the last chance saloon. I felt like this should have been the last chance saloon because they had sawdust everywhere on the ground and the floorboards were rotting. So the floor had quite a bit of bounce. It, <laughs> it felt like you were walking into almost like a trampoline. And we went in, ordered some drinks. We sat around, had a, just a great visit. We were in there for oh, well over an hour just chatting and just observing. It was dimly lit like you would expect from an old ghost town saloon. And it just it was just a really good place. Highly recommended. I'm going to kind of end the podcast on, on that note of just sitting there sipping on a drink uh having a great visit with a bunch of friends i wish i could say more i know that we're our day isn't done we're going to go back into drum heller and have dinner together if you get a chance definitely come this way drum heller area is wonderful one of my favorite things to do every time i come to this uh little town is to they've got the world's tallest dinosaur and i'm hoping that i can convince everyone that we need to go and stand in the mouth of the t-rex this t-rex it should honestly be godzilla this thing is massive it's like three or four stories tall when you're up there and it's windy like today today's there's a bit of wind it's remarkable how much that sways you can actually feel when you're in the mouth of the dinosaur you can actually feel the structure swaying a bit i don't know how much it sways but it's enough that you can feel it it's got an incredible view too out by the uh pool aqua park and today's hot so i'm expecting like when we were coming uh through drumheller to come up here we had passed the water park and it was packed everyone is trying to cool off stay cool the badlands and i know it's the same as writing on stone south way south here um these cliffs these clay cliffs they just retain the heat and so every day that's hot just retains the heat for the next day and then amps it up and amps it up so when you come down you think you should be getting in a cooler environment because you're going down into the valley essentially you're actually going into an oven it radiates the heat so much it just and the aridness adds to the the visual of how hot and dry it is so love coming here the badlands are awesome i know uh oh i had been speaking about the movies that had been filmed in raleigh or raleigh uh, the original movie that was filmed was bye bye baby haven't seen it the kid that was or the 
guy that was uh, giving us the tour had not seen it, didn't know anything about it, but he had brought us to the back of the general store where there was a little cinema set up and all the posters of the movies that had been filmed in that area were up. And I remember Unforgiven, which is one of my favorite Westerns, was filmed in Southern Alberta. And I guess some of it had actually been filmed in that Rowley area. I haven't gone back to the the film yet because I'm still on tour or still on a day trip, but I look forward to going back to my DVD collection and pulling up Unforgiven to take a look at it. Um, when they were filming Unforgiven, it was in the early 90s and there was a cattle drive going on and all these huge Hollywood stars came up from California to do this cattle drive. And so... I remember that cattle drive coming through Medicine Hat and they were driving these, I don't remember how many hundreds of cattle through here. And there was rumor that Clint Eastwood, Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, I, a couple others, I forget. It's been so long ago when I was, I was uh, just a young teenager at the time when it happened. But we, I remember standing on El Tawana Drive and watching these, this cattle heard be driven through the city of medicine hat and down the hollywood stars didn't come through so i didn't know if it was factor or a rumor but uh one of my dad's friends was on that cattle drive and said that these guys were actually on but as they came to closer to the city centers they would just excuse themselves and they were only there just for the the experience of being out in the outdoors doing this cattle drive it's remarkable i get excited i want to actually go and check out more of the calgary okotoks high river areas there's a bunch of filming going on my wife's favorite show is that heartland series that cbc does it's a really just a wholesome canadian show that it, it's nice. I'd love to go and check it out. We we really enjoy Western stuff. I'm a huge fan of that Yellowstone series. That I would love to go down. I guess you can actually stay at the Dalton Ranch uh, down in, in Montana. It's not actually the Daltons that own it. It's the... But that acreage actually has it that you can Airbnb some of the cabins and... I would really love to go and check that out. I think that series is put together so well. Uh, just I love character development and not relying tons on special effects. They keep it interesting. It's hard to believe that this is their last season uh, going on. Uh, another film that was filmed around this area, it was actually filmed just uh, east of Drumheller, was Ghostbusters. They used a couple of shots. I, 10 years ago when it was on this original Ghost. Uh, town hunt we came across an old grain elevator that was in disrepair disrepair and I ended up taking a bunch of pictures of it and it hangs up in our Airbnb I really it, it was a cool structure it's remarkable how they're made one of my favorite shots in the Ghostbusters Afterlife series is when they're driving Ecto-1 they happen to drive it by this exact grain elevator that I had taken pictures of. So uh, when you see something that you can connect to uh, in in art and and movies, you, you've created a bond and you get excited. I love looking at how people from not local, but from, peop- 
from uh, the vantage point from people of, uh, around can really interpret or allow their imaginations to breathe anew into these old structures or these old concepts. I just, I find it, again, inspiring. All right, everyone, I've got a long trip ahead. We're getting hungry. We're heading into Drumheller for uh, something to eat. Highly recommended uh, finding a ghost town near your area. If you have anywhere that you would recommend, please shoot me a line. Uh, you can just answer the question on the uh, podcast link or shoot me uh, a message uh, at www.studio7.org. I'd love to hear from some of your suggestions. Looking forward to it. Until next time, this is Re7 signing out. Stand by.